Some wild weather is coming for most of the U.S. Many states are increasing their minimum wage, and a 13-year-old Tetris prodigy achieved the impossible. That's some of what we'll get to on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Hannah Jewell. It's Friday, January 5th. Let's get you caught up with today's 7 Stories. Number 1. A U.S. strike in Baghdad killed an Iran-linked militia commander. The explosions hit central Baghdad yesterday, killing a leader of a group which has claimed several attacks on U.S. forces. It was an unusual and controversial strike. The U.S. has targeted militias in the region in recent months, but hasn't hit such a central location in Iraq's capital. It came as Secretary of State Antony Blinken is returning to the Middle East for his fourth visit since the Israel-Gaza war began. He's making the visit to try and ease tensions in the increasingly volatile region. Number two. A shooting at a high school in Iowa left one sixth grader dead. Police said the gunman in yesterday's attack at Perry High School was a 17-year-old student. He had posted a TikTok video that morning, posing with a blue duffel bag with the caption, Now we wait. He opened fire just after 7.30 in the morning on the first day back at school after winter break. Five people were wounded, including the school's principal, before the gunman took his own life. It was America's first school shooting of 2024. Number three, Donald Trump's businesses received millions in foreign payments during his presidency. This is according to a new report from House Democrats. It said that governments and officials of 20 countries paid Trump's businesses at least $7.8 million while he was president. The countries include China, Saudi Arabia, and Qatar. The report says that these payments may have broken rules that bar federal officials, including presidents, from accepting money or gifts from foreign governments without permission from Congress. The report recommends that Congress should consider stricter requirements for senior executive officials to disclose foreign payments. Number four. The three-year anniversary of the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol is tomorrow. On that day in 2021, President Trump spoke at a rally outside the White House. Then, a pro-Trump mob rampaged at the Capitol in what was the worst attack on the complex since it was burned by the British in 1814. Since then, roughly 1,200 people have been charged for taking part in the riot. And Trump, who is running for president again, is fighting charges over his attempt to stay in power after losing the 2020 election. And according to a new poll from The Post, a quarter of Americans believe that the FBI instigated the January 6th attack. This is a false conspiracy theory, which has been promoted by right-wing media and repeatedly denied by federal law enforcement. And today, President Biden is set to give a speech in Pennsylvania. He's trying to cast this year's election as a fight for the future of democracy. Most of the U.S. is about to experience extreme weather. That's number five. Wild weather isn't unusual for January, but for almost everyone in the country to get it at the same time is pretty extraordinary. A very active weather system means that multiple large storm systems are about to slice across the country in the coming days. So here's what to watch out for. 
This weekend, we'll see a snowstorm on the East Coast and big waves and snow in California. Then early next week, we may see blizzards in the Midwest, tornadoes in the South, and flooding in the East. So wherever you're listening, good luck. Number six, 22 states increased their minimum wages this month. Washington has the highest minimum wage of any state in the country, which now stands at $16.28 per hour. Rates in California and parts of New York rose to $16, and Connecticut's rate has risen to $15.69. You can check each state's minimum wage jump with a handy map in our newsletter. Overall, these increases will bump wages for about 9.9 million workers. That's according to one analysis. It says that women will make up a majority of those receiving a wage increase and that Black and Hispanic workers would also disproportionately benefit from the pay raises. And at number seven, a 13-year-old from Oklahoma became the first person to beat Tetris. Willis Gibson was playing the classic Nintendo video game in his bedroom last month when, after 38 minutes, he drove it to what we can call a true kill screen. That's when the game freezes because it can no longer keep up with score calculations. Here's the moment he realized what had happened. Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Yes! Willis's achievement shattered a long-held belief that the game was unbeatable. An AI program had tripped the kill screen before, but Gibson was the first human to do it. He must be a genius. So, after millions and millions of hours of Tetris played since the game was created in the 1980s, the computer was finally defeated. A victory for humankind. That's the show for this week. Thanks for listening. The assistant producer of The Seven is Taylor White. The staff writers are Jamie Ross and me, Hannah Jewell. John Taylor is our editor. Additional editing by Christina Quinn. Special thanks to Marjan Mishkot. Copy editing by Francis Moody and Melissa No. Mixing and sound design is by Jim Briggs and Justin Garish. Our theme music is by Edith Mudge. Our director of audio is Renita Jablonski. I'm Hannah Jewell. Have a great weekend, and I'll meet you back here on Monday. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen.